Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Wow, it's so good to be here today. Um, it is my joy and uh, honor and privilege to be bringing you the word today. Uh, the Bible the Bible changes us. We adapt our lives to what's in the word of God. And it's just so good. We get to meet together. We have the freedom to gather and do that in the house of God today and read the scriptures together. So we've been in a series uh, called Flourish for the last uh, few weeks, whether it's inside or even last week, we were outside flourishing together for our uh, hugely planned outdoor service that took a long time to put together. So thank you for all those that uh, spent lots of uh, time doing that. It was uh, a lot of fun. And we've been learning about, um, in Psalm 92, it talks about the godly, those that are obedient to the Lord and listen to his word, that they'll flourish like palm trees. And the scripture says they'll grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. They're transplanted to the Lord's own house and they flourish in the courts of our God. So we're learning about and we're studying together this psalm where the psalmist is reflecting on the godly and those that are planted in the house of God. And he's using these trees as a metaphor of what our lives look like when we're planted in the courts of God. I mean, where else would you want to be, right? Amen. Amen. Okay. There is a supernatural result when you remain planted in the house of God. When you're planted in the courts of God, it's not just ho-hum conundrum. It's like, it's like something changes, something shifts, because I come to church thinking one thing or feeling a certain way, but I leave changed because you can't not be impacted. Um, a friend of mine came to church today, uh, first time uh, here at Love City, and the first thing he said when he walked in was, it smells different in here. Something it smells good in here. I was like, oh, it's going to seem weird if I'm like, bro, that's the Holy Spirit. But I'm like, come on, it does smell good. Because we just offered up praise and worship and sacrifice to our God. And he met us here. And he's going to do it again today for the 11 o'clock service, I feel. In Jesus' name, if you agree with me, say amen. Amen. All right. So we're letting our words go down deep. And I don't know if we'll be able to get uh, the scripture up on the screen. I know the guys are working hard. So thank you, team. We've got Psalm 92. And I'll read it from my notes here. It says, Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. That is the godly, those who remain planted in the courts of God and let their roots go down deep. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock and there is no evil in him. Now it's fascinating the fact that the word even is used here. It gives us a... um, a bit of a contradiction. You know, generally, as you get advanced in age, and I know we've got just, they're all young folks, everyone in the, in the room here, but you know that as you get a little bit older, it's a little bit uh, easier to be a bit cynical on things or your viewpoint, or your perspective is kind of like, oh yeah, I've seen this movie before. I've heard this message before. I've tried church or, you know, I had a relationship before and things kind of break down because you're, you've just been around for a long enough time. You've seen more of the, quite honestly, the depravity that happens in our world. 
the sickness and the wars and the unjust results that take place by just being alive. Things get taken from you. Things change and they are different than what you thought they would be. And we have this expectation sometimes and we get a little bit disappointed and we get a little bit hopeless sometimes. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I just want to say uh, the ultimate desire and purpose in our life comes through serving God. God is working in you to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The psalmist is reflecting and telling us that when you remain planted in the courts of God, when you remain planted in the house of God, you will produce fruit. Now, you still go through and see the same things that everybody else does. That doesn't change. The exterior circumstances are still the same as your friends at work or people at church. But how we view what happens in this world changes us. In, in a lot of ways, it actually it doesn't really impact us as it much as it might other people. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, to the church in the Corinthians that we don't fix our eyes on what is seen because that's temporary, the circumstances, the situation we're going through right now. We fix our eyes, we focus on what is unseen because that's eternal. That's faith, ladies and gentlemen. Belief in God, that he exists, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So outwardly, our bodies are dying. Outwardly, we are advancing in age. We can't stop that. But inwardly, good news, stick around. Inwardly, our spirits are being renewed day by day by day. You see the result This uh, phrase, vital and green, means to be fresh, full of life. Fruit that is being produced means to bubble up and gush forth. There's an enthusiasm and an excitement, not because things are going well for you, but because God is working in your life right now, even when you can't see it. And you're like, I know God's good, even though we're going through a hard time. I, I, I'm reminded that this is temporary, that, that Jesus is coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his church, which I get to be a part of. Those planted in the house will produce fruit. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from God, it's futile. Resistance is futile. Apart from me, we can't do it on our own. Apart from God, I should say. Our value, our purpose, our identity is found in Jesus. Now, when we let that permeate every 
part of our being, it changes the way we think. It changes the way we act. It changes our attitude when we come to church. You see, a fruit doesn't produce fruit for its own consumption. A fruit doesn't eat its own fruit. A tree doesn't eat its own fruit. Thank you. That would be weird. Right? The fruit that God produces in you when you remain planted in the house of God isn't for your consumption necessarily. We don't come to church for our own experience. What's better, actually, is when you get filled up and then you pour out. Okay? So the fruit that God's producing in you is to help nourish other people in the body of Christ because we can't do it alone. God uses us to encourage and help and lift up and exhort each other. When you're going through a hard time and you say, you know what, I've got my spiritual family. I can run to the house of God and say, here is my refuge. Here I'm safe in the presence of a living and active God. <laughs> this... Uh, this phrase in Psalm 92, uh, fresh, uh, vital, and green, the word used is stalwart. Stalwart means to be loyal, reliable, hardworking, a supporter of the cause. When you remain planted in the house of God, you're reliable, you're hardworking, you're loyal, you're a supporter of what God is doing. If we go back to Psalm 92 on the screen, you'll see there's three declarations that are made by the psalmist. And they're declarations that those planted can say that the Lord is just. He is my rock, and there is no evil in him. Now, I don't know about you, but there were certainly many years of my life where I, I don't know if I could make these declarations, right? There was more uncertainty um, than there was certainty. I, I look at this and I think, well, is, is the Lord really just? Is he a good judge? Is he fair? I mean, there seems to be a lot of unfairness going on in the world. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And is he my rock? Well, I don't know. Like, he seems to change. Just when I think I'm kind of getting ahead and figuring it out, he, he changes, I don't know if I'd say he's, you know, my rock or how do you say there's no evil in him if all we, you know, see across the world, across the board, and even in our own country is evil? How can God be a good God and let all this happen? You see, I'll tell you something today. If you're not planted in the house of God, there will always be a form of uncertainty and discomfort in your life. You'll jump from church to church, place to place, try this thing, maybe that failed, try this relationship, pick up this hobby, because we're trying to play God. We're trying to fill a hole deep within us that is only met by a living and active relationship in Jesus Christ, where he produces fruit in us that causes us to gush forth and bubble up. Apart from God, 
when we distance ourselves from what he wants to do in our church, what he wants to do in our life, we lose the, the spiritual covering, the, the spiritual blessing attached with being planted in the house of God. That's just the truth, right? Um, it's not out of fear. Uh, it's not out of you know, religion or, or doing things to try and please God, but he wants relationship. He wants commitment to him through being planted and remaining planted in the house of God. If you're not planted in him, how can you know him? If you're in the courts of God, if you're in the house of God, you know God. You're in proximity to him. But yet we often run away or try to do something on our own instead of running to God in the house of the Lord. And it's the Lord who transplants us. The more time I spend in the word, the more time I spend in prayer, God meets you there every time. Without him, there's just frustration and uncertainty. And with him, he just fills us up. There's such a sweetness that comes from recognizing continually and growing deep in the fullness and love of Jesus Christ. Now, when you're planted in the house of God, you can boldly declare that my God is just, that my God is fair. He is a righteous judge. Even when I don't understand it, even when I don't like it, I know he's good. And I can declare that knowing that he's a good father. Scripture says he is my rock. Jesus said in our next scripture, Matthew 7, 21, that anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. God is our rock. God is the solid rock. He is the bedrock. Driving here this morning on the... On the way, I see these big cranes and these big, you know, buildings. And I didn't fact check this with uh, my engineering uh, brother, uh, Ryan Voros. But these, these giant towers that they're, that they're building, where do they start? They start with the foundation, with the cornerstone. Okay, they don't come in at the very end and say, okay, we got the whole thing built. Now, how are we going to kind of prepare the structure for the weight that we're going to put on it? Right, Ryan? Am I... Fairly accurate there? No, no, no. When we build our life on anything but Christ, anything but the eternal rock, when the wind and the storms come, and they will come, the building collapses. It's built on sand. But when we build our life on the cornerstone, there is a firm foundation in Jesus that everything else stems from. You see, we can not try to fit God in fourth or fifth place in our life. Once we get the marriage figured out, once we get the kids figured out, once we get the, uh, the education and then the career and, then the, and all the other stuff in life, and then it falls. God can only remain number one because through him and from him comes everything else. The Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and then everything else will be added unto you. Jesus is our cornerstone. He is our rock. And anything else outside of that is just eventually 
going to crash and fall if we're not placing our faith deeply rooted in him. God's our rock. He never changes. In Psalm 27, one of my favorite psalms, it says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary and he will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. God protects us through the trials and challenges when there are those that try to defeat us. God places us out of reach on a high rock. He hides us in the cleft of the rock and watches as his mercy and his glory goes before us and covers us. When you remain planted in the house of God, it'll change your family tree forever. This isn't just about us, okay? Pastor Ryan, Pastor Steph, they talk about it all the time that we are not trying to blow up as a church. This isn't a, a big rah, rah, we're going to, you know, oh, like this and that. And sure, there's moments and seasons of excitement and enthusiasm, but we want to be stalwart as a church. We want to be reliable, reliable. That's the one word you can't get right? Reliable. Stalwart. Consistent. Okay? Um, it's for our, our children and our children's children. Uh, there's another psalm that says that, um, that the, uh, the children of your people, the children of God, will be blessed. And they will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. The greatest thing we can leave for our children is not material. The greatest thing we can leave for our children is train them up in how to have a relationship with Jesus. Because there will be times where as a father, as an earthly father, I can't always be there for my kid. Um, they don't let me come to school for many reasons, but not, not just COVID. I can't just hang out in the classroom. Like, I'm not always going to be there. But guess what? I can show them. I can teach them how to have a relationship with Jesus so that we're go when they're going through those hard times, they have a rock that out of the mouth of babes, they can declare that he is just, even when it's not fair, that he's a good God, that there's no evil in him. I was... Uh, um, reminded, preparing for the uh, sermon of um, when Terry and Sherry were here. Hey, everyone watching online, and Terry and Sherry and, and Pastor Ryan's uh, mom and dad, and they were sharing about um, how they made it to 50 years of marriage, and they were celebrated, and it was awesome. Yeah, amen, yeah. And uh, it was so cool to see in action, um, to witness what um, the fruit of their decision to remain planted in the house of God is turning into and how it's impacting even this city, in the city of Calgary. Um, Terry and Sherry made the decision to remain planted in the house of God. They remained planted for decades in the church, and um, now Pastor Ryan and, and Steph are, are doing an amazing job leading Love City Church. 
And then it was Brea who, in tears, was sharing, pouring her heart out to her grandparents about how thankful she is that they made the decision to serve God. Now, if that doesn't make you choke up, uh, seeing the grandkid talking to the grandparent, like it was just outstanding. And then I see, you know, in our pre-service prayer, all the volunteers were gathered here. And here's my daughter, Everly, you know, seven years old. And Brea's a little bit advanced. And now Brea has her hand on, on Everly. And Brea is imparting what she's learned from her parents that they learned from their parents. And guess what? They're thriving in the presence of the Lord. Generations will thrive in the courts of our God because of the decision that a family made to remain planted in the house of God. What else do we, could we give for our children knowing that when these hard times come, they have a comforter, they have an advocate, they have a God who will be with them forever. You know, it's, it's interesting to consider the future. What we do right now impacts it. The decisions and the choices we make today impact tomorrow. How do you want to come to the house of God in 20, 30, 40 50, 60, 70-ish odd years. I, I tell you, I, I don't want to be cynical. I don't, I don't want to be frustrated with the young kids jumping around. Not that any of you have complained to me. I'm just, just saying, I want to come into the house of God producing fruit because I've remained in the house of God, in the courts of God. I want to come to the house of God gushing forth with a jump in my step and a joy in my spirit, even if I'm going through hell. But inwardly, I'm being renewed, and I'm here just dancing as best I can with the rest of you. When we're, when we're planted in the house of God, there's a, a joy that, that surpasses everything else that we go through, knowing that our light and momentary troubles, as the scripture says, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs anything else we'll go through on this earth so we can lose our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. No, I'm just kidding. We can lose our lives, but we'll never lose our spirit joined with the Holy Spirit in a living and active relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why when you get the bad news, you can still come to the house of God and say, it's all good. God's good. He's just. He's my helper. He'll be with me in the hard times. And I know things aren't looking good right now, but there is no evil in my God. And one day, I'm going to see him face to face. Are you excited for that day? Uh, I'm going to ask the band to come up as we close today. That was probably a bad time to, after you got excited, and then I said, we're going to end. So, and nobody said, oh. Um, There's a, a reality. I know sometimes we hear a message and we think, yeah, that's great. Um. There was maybe a time for that in my life, and I was part of the church back when, and I, you know, I had a relationship with a God, with God. Um, but God is always pursuing us. He takes the wasted years. He takes the things that the enemy meant for evil, and he turns them for good. So if you're here today, and you think, yeah, that's great, an invitation, awesome. No, I get it. I've heard this before. That's for you. This is for you to be reminded that you make a choice today to be planted in the house of God. We all have a choice to make. And um, 
I just want to encourage you today as we end our time. When things get rough, uh, when maybe the band doesn't play your favorite worship song or we, you know, we don't sing Waymaker anymore, you got to stay planted in the house of God. When offense comes, you got to stay planted. When it's uh, frustrating and it's hard work, it's laborious, you're setting up the heavy signs outside, uh, you got to stay planted in the house of God. Because when you do, there is a supernatural blessing attached to it. And this isn't a prosperity gospel. It's not you give five and get 500. This is as you seek earnestly the kingdom of God together in his church, he plants you here. He plants you in the house of God. And the blessing attached to it is a full life producing fruit because of what God's doing in your life. That's the, the, the blessing that the hope we have in Jesus, knowing that he truly is my rock. That he's just, he's a good God. That as we, we've sang today and we're going to sing again in response, that all my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. There's a, 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 a large part of my life when I couldn't sing that song. I distance myself from God. And He is a Redeemer. Now I want to read to you this definition. Redeemer means to compensate for the faults or the bad aspects of something. To gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. No matter where you're at, no matter how old you are, young you are, what you think is not how God thinks. You may think the, the best is over. You may think that you're too old or too far gone or it's something always getting in the way of pursuing and staying planted in the relationship with Christ. But the reality is because of the work of Jesus, He's turning those wasted years into something good. We have to remind ourselves that God sees and knows differently than we do. We can make a decision today to remain planted in the courts of God. And when we do, it's good. There's joy, the fruits of the Spirit in our lives because of the relationship with Jesus Christ. A pastor once told me, you'll be amazed what God will do in your life if you just keep showing up. We're not trying to make it big time as a church. We just want to keep showing up. We just want to remain where God has planted us. And as a tree with deep roots, we just want to grow. And <laughs> you just picture a, a tree producing fruit and the leaves blowing and but it still remained planted because we have a firm foundation, the cornerstone and the rock that is Jesus. I'm going to take a few minutes to end our time together. Um, you can stand. We're going to sing in response to what God's doing in your life. And wherever you're at, maybe you're far from God, 
and you feel like, ah, I can't really sing this song, sing it anyways. If you're uncertain or you feel like things aren't turning out exactly how you thought, sing this song. Let's sing together that all my life I can reflect back and truly say, all my life you've been faithful, God. Even when I don't understand it, you're good. There's going to be a time for uh, prayer after uh, the service, and I encourage you, um, if you if you have drifted, see, there's a conscious choice that we make even day by day. And you want to rededicate your life to Christ, or maybe you've never accepted, you've never responded to the invitation. Come down for prayer. There's going to be people here. We're going to pray for you. If you want to invite Jesus in your life, you can do that today. You can make a conscious choice or a decision that I want to remain planted. I want to be in the house of God. I want to flourish. I want to see my children and my children's children thrive in the presence of God. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. There's nothing we have to do. We just simply accept the free invitation. That is the gospel of Jesus. That is the good news that we have because of our firm hope in our foundation, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time that we have, God. I thank you for reminding us the importance of remaining planted, that there is a flourishing, there is a freshness that you want to do in your church today, God. And for generations, me and my household, we can say, will serve the Lord and will thrive in your presence. Lord, I pray for all those um, here today, Lord, that they would just be reminded of the deep love that you have for them. Remind them right now, Lord, as we respond in worship and we sing praise, that even when we don't feel like it, we know that you are a good God. Even though we don't see it now, you're coming through and truly the best is yet to come when we plant ourselves in the house of God. You love your people, Lord. We thank you for meeting us here today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.